This is Chatting Human Design, the place to be to hear how real people use human design in their everyday life. I'm so excited to have you. Hello, welcome everybody to Chatting Human Design. I am your host, Janelle Turner, and today my guest is a 5-1 splenic projector. She is the founder of One Plant, One Love, which is a cannabis education that is her strength, and she is so awesome at it. She is a wonderful network marketing professional as well. She has found ways to make this work for her, and I'm just so excited to have her on. Please welcome Amy. Hi, Amy. Hi, Janelle. Thank you. What a warm welcome. It's so great to be on. I know that um, you and I instantly gravitated toward one another through social and in one of our groups, and we just um, have so much in common. And so I love you, Janelle, and I'm so grateful to be sharing today because human design has me obsessed. I'll tell you what, it's awesome. And Amy truly is a fifth line because when we met, she was super into human design and I did her chart for her. And then she's like, I'm going to share this with with some of my uh, colleagues and things like that. And I didn't really think much of it. And then I just had the the orders for readings come pouring in from all of your people. And as a fifth line, you're here to get a message out to a large group of people. And so to have a large group of people listen to you and say, oh my gosh, I have to do this too, is such a fifth line thing. And it was actually, I want to say the start of my human design reading business was with you. So I I want to thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And just, I mean, even just learning the basics of it is so eye-opening. The past, I'd say five years, I've kind of been on my own journey of, you know, figuring out who I am, what is my purpose? um, How can I serve others? Like, what am I here to do? And I felt like, you know, that human design was that one missing piece. I had, I had already explored things like um, Reiki and the manifestation and the affirmations and praying to God and human design really brought it all together. And I'm still learning so much, Um, but I feel like it really validated a lot for me and it kind of, um, it's let me off the hook a little bit because as someone transitioning in life, you know, you want to have a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of validation that you're on the right track and, and exactly. how to kind of navigate. So yeah, I love it. Yeah. And as a, as a projector, I know for myself and I'm sure for you, it was so refreshing to learn that I'm here to guide more than I'm here to do. And mm, yes. so you, you can use your energies to guide your team. And I know that they feel that, and that that's one of your main strengths is to be a guide. Um, another thing about projectors is something called our uh, strategy. Every type has a strategy. And for projectors, our strategy is called waiting for the invitation, which can sound a little limiting or a little vague or what, what the hell does that mean, Janelle? So waiting for the invitation when you boil it down really means sharing your gifts because as projectors, we have quality gifts with the people that are here for it. The people that want to support you, that want to be on your team, that are excited for you to share what you have to say and, and really are accepting and excited. That's kind of what 
waiting for the invitation means. It doesn't mean sitting around in your house and doing nothing and hoping that somebody will will invite you to talk about something that you enjoy or to create something that you like to create. That's not what it is at all. We're not just waiting around letting the world pass us by, even though as a projector, it can feel like it sometimes. Moreover, we're here to cultivate our gifts and our strengths so that when the people come, we are ready. So projectors most definitely put yourself out there, put your gifts and talents out there, show the people. You don't have to hang on to it and make it a secret until someone comes and invites you. You just need to be excited about what you enjoy and be unabashedly sharing it um, on social media, in person, however you, you want to share your gifts. And then the people will see and they will come. And I know that that sounds a little bit like I might be blowing smoke up your butt, but it actually works because I have been practicing this and I've had my people come and it's not a lot of people. I haven't had like a huge rush of, of support or anything like that, but the support I've been getting has been so quality and been from such quality individuals that that to me is the most important thing. So while your reach might not be large, you might not reach a large amount of people, the people that you do reach are really quality and they're there for you and they're going to give you the opportunities that you need or they're going to show you the opportunities that you need. And when it comes to waiting for the invitation, not all invitations are for us. So just because someone comes to you and says, you know what, I think this would be a great opportunity for you, or have you thought about this, or maybe just an internet energetic invitation from the universe, those all might not be for you. So it's okay to say no to an invitation. It's very hard for projectors to say no to an invitation because we have projector FOMO like crazy. And to say no means that that might never come back again for us. And we just missed our chance and that is terrifying. But I'm here to say that if something is not for you, it might not be the right time. Recently, I was invited into an extended uh, advanced human design mentorship program, a year long program that I'm dying to do with my absolute most favorite mentors of all time. And I had to say no even though my entire body is like, oh my God, this would be the most amazing thing. I can't wait to do this. This is so exciting. I am not in a place financially where it's possible for me. And I just had to get right with that. And one of the main things that helped me to get right with it was to realize that it's just not the right time. And then this opportunity isn't going away forever. My wonderful mentors are still here supporting me and they don't just disappear because I can't be a part of this year long program. And, and that has really helped me focus on what's important to me, which has been the podcast for a little while and learning more about my own human design and the human design of the people that I'm close to. So yeah, that's, that's what I have to say about waiting for the invitation. Do it when you've got big things and it involves others, little things you don't have to worry about waiting for the invitation as much. And I'm sure that Amy has some thoughts about waiting for the invitation, right? Oh my gosh, who out there is a projector? Because I bet you feel like me, you've been waiting since you've been starting, right? Like, yes. I feel, I feel like um, 
you know, one of the things that I've really been trying to embrace and like work on is being okay with, um, with waiting and knowing that it will come because something that is going to happen if you, if you don't embrace that is who's felt it, the bitterness, the resistance, you know, I've, there's been times where I'm just almost in that what I'm learning now is almost in that generator mode when I'm trying to do, 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 because you feel like, you know, you don't want to let anybody down. I think one of the things you told me in my reading once is just because you can do it all doesn't mean you should. Very much You know, so. people, people look at, and I don't know if this is the five, one line or the projector or whatever, but for, for me, what it was is, you know, people look to me as she would be great at this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And, um, while I would line, loud and clear, <laughs> yeah, while, while I would, and I admire that I really have to, um, kind of sit back and, and think about, well, what's, what is going to bring me joy? Because I've said yes to things that I'm like, why did I say yes to that? Now I'm, you know, dreading it. So it's being honest with yourself and and saying, you know, if this isn't going to like bring me joy, if I'm going to have to later think of an excuse, why did I do it? And like, I mean, this goes back to even things in, you know, my youth that I think about and doing it because other people wanted me to, or the FOMO, like you said, Janelle. And so, um, really kind of just getting in tune with, with a lot of this design. I think it's eye-opening and it helps you work with it instead of resisting. Um, and I think also, um, you know, something, if you are someone who is building your business, um, your own business, I think that, you know, for me, I tend to say, you know, what does everybody want to, you know, what does everyone want from me? What, what, what do they want instead of saying, well, what do I want to give to those people? What am I feeling that my audience needs and knowing not, I'm not going to speak to everyone. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And being okay with that. Yes. Um, I think I relate it a lot to even, you know, in my business, what, what is my niche, you know? narrowing down can be scary sometimes because you think you're leaving out all these people but really you are you're taking yourself from a a little fish in a big sea to a big fish in a little sea so what is your superpower what do you love when you talk about it what do people feel that energy and that's really what I've been trying to hone in on is just nailing down what that is that I can really speak passionately about because that's when it's going to attract those people that are meant to hear it and instead of being bitter because I'm resisting I'm going to feel so fulfilled because you know, these people are actually excited to hear what I have and that only fuels your fire more. So it's, it's really digging deep and kind of trying to, um, put these, not just know these things about your design, but really say, how can I implement them? Yes, exactly. That's one of the huge things about human design is knowing, knowing your chart and knowing the information versus putting it into practice. And you have such, you have some contradicting energy in your chart as a projector, you're here to work more one-on-one, but as a fifth line, you're here to reach a large audience. So it makes total sense that connecting, um, deeply to others on a one-on-one basis would appeal to you, but also that 
finding out how many people you can reach and really um, having a far reach with your voice is important to you too. There's also, um, Amy has what's called splenic authority. And that is an authority that's about right now. It's about right now timing and not waiting. And it can really be contradictory as a projector because you're told to wait for the invitation. And Amy has a very open chart. So she has only two defined centers. So the more openness you have, usually the more time you have to take to make decisions. But because Amy is a splenic projector, she doesn't necessarily need to take the time when she gets splenic intuition. And sometimes taking too much time can lead to more of a fogginess in your choices and, and wondering, you know, is this really what I want or am, is, was it the other thing? And kind of just getting, let, letting yourself have too much time. When you have a splenic hit, it's okay to trust those hits. And that can be difficult for a projector so Amy just has to, and she's already working with it wonderfully, but has to kind of walk this line of, okay, what splenic hits am I going to, am I going to say, yes, all right, right now, let's do this now. And what things should I wait on? Because she can do both. She has a little bit of both flavors. So that's kind of neat that you can sample both ways and figure out what works best for you in any given situation. Because splenic authority is, like I said, it's all about timing. So the timing for Amy is super important. So if something doesn't feel like the right time, that's a big indicator for you that it's okay to say no to that thing. So I'm really happy that you're working with these things in your life and seeing the difference because I've been doing the same thing and it's been really eye-opening for me. Right. And even just realizing, you know, as, as someone that, um, does have that intuition and, you know, that gut reaction, but also, um, looking at some of the things that you may have had a gut reaction to, but maybe you didn't wait enough mm -hmm. to think about it. So I don't know. I think it's just, um, again, reflecting on, on some of these past things to help you with your future opportunities and, and things. Exactly. And another interesting thing is, as I said, you only have two defined centers. You have a, the spleen defined and the root defined. So you have uh, channels between your root and your spleen. And as a projector with a defined root, it kind of gives you an extra boost of, of due energy to get things done. But again, that can also cause you to overwork yourself because you have those boosts and you want to continue and go, go, go. And the route is solely just there to push you and to make you go. That's its only job. So it can be difficult for projectors who have defined routes to, to slow down when they need to slow down, but to be aware of it is humongous. And that's the thing. So you can use the root energy, like I said, to get things done. And when you recognize that that's what's happening, that's wonderful. Cause then you can say, okay, now I should take a break because I have really been working hard at this. And while I don't feel tired yet, I know that I will. So maybe I should just give myself a little bit of a break. That's been the key right. for me is taking breaks before I want them. <laughs> yeah. And also I think um, really leveraging those times where you do feel really productive and energetic, because I know that for me, there's times where I can literally feel like I'm so busy and I'm not really even getting much done instead of saying, okay, 
I just need to take this full hour, two hours, three hours, whatever it is when I'm in my creative juices. I mean, I, I love when I'm feeling that and I can just batch create, you know, knock out all this stuff because I'm in my flow and I feel like, um, just allowing, allowing more time blocks like that. And then on those times where you're not really unplug and do the things that you love. I mean, you're so great at it, Janelle, just showing how you're out there walking and in nature and that often, you know, I have to remind myself it's when I'm having fun that sometimes, um, I start producing more. Exactly. And so that can be so hard though, because you're like, wait, but I'm not actually doing anything. I should be doing something right now. And so uh, again, it's, it's okay. I mean, it takes time, just like anything, you have to practice it. Mm -hmm. And some of the best opportunities I've, I've been given have come during times when I've got nothing going on. And I'm, and I'm like, what's, what's happening. And I, and I start to get anxious that maybe I should make something happen. And that's when I know I need to take a break and either go for a walk or meditate or stretch or whatever it is mm-hmm. to get myself out of this space of, I, I need to make something happen now because right. that's, that's not a great space for really anyone to be in, but especially for projectors to be in. And it's a familiar space for us. So to get myself out of it, um, I'm still getting it all the time. And that's the thing with human design is it's an experiment. So it's never going to be, Oh, I learned this about my human design and I fixed, fixed it. And now everything's great. It's more, Oh, I recognize this now. I recognize when this happens, it's because of this. So maybe I should take a break or talk to somebody about it. Or for some people who have certain authorities, they need it's better if they have physical touch, things like that. So it's really awesome to just learn that awareness is the key and you're never going to stop any of those, these things from being what they are. You're just going to learn to work with them better. Right. And I, I wanted to talk for a second on what you were saying about having so many open centers, because if you are like that, I think you might um, resonate with what I say here as far as sometimes what we're feeling is not necessarily our feelings yes or our emotions but maybe other people's and you know that that really hits home with me because I tend to sometimes you know take things so personally and make them feel like I had something to do with it and you know turn it all around mm-hmm. and you start to absorb other energies and it's just recognizing and I think what you said is recognizing and then releasing that and being okay with it and um, not feeling like you always have to have an answer be the problem solver Mm -hmm. and um, you know I think allowing yourself time to actually have uh, a little bit of alone time. I mean, for me, one of the things that always helped me was taking a nice hot bath um, with a either CBD bath bomb or some Epsom salts or some Mm -hmm. essential oils and allow, you know, maybe a meditation uh, in the background and allowing yourself to just kind of like dump all of that energy that you may have absorbed and really just release it down the drain. Exactly. That sounds so good. That's, that's really good advice. That's really good grounding advice for anyone who has a lot of open centers. Uh, as Amy mentioned, especially when you have a partner, as Amy does, who has quite a few defined centers. And I wanted to touch on this because I think it's really cool that Amy looks at the charts of her family and her colleagues and works 
realizes how she can work better with them and notices is just aware I guess that's the best word for the day is is aware of their design versus her design and how to work with that and Brad is is Amy's husband and he has all but three of his centers defined so he's a much more defined energy than Amy. if that's not a yin and yang I don't know what is right (laughs) (laughs) exactly he's a he's a an emotional generator a 6-2 emotional generator so a lot of times when Amy said she's she feels generator energy a lot of the times that can come from him or from anyone else that you're around that might be a generator since they're a very common type it is easy to feel that feeling of of generator excitement and like I'm gonna get this going and again we can leverage that just like you said to get things done as long as we're aware that it's not ours. And at some point, pretty soon, we're gonna have to take a break from that energy. And that has been a game changer for me too, knowing I need to be alone to actually get away from people's energy. And the fact that uh, Brad is an emotional authority and you are not is interesting as well because he has his emotional authority tied to his heart center, to his sacral center and to his root which means his emotions control a lot of his other energies and they kind of, it kind of peaks its head into a lot of, of his other energies and you don't have any of that. So you can really take it in and amplify it. And again, like you said, it can feel like us, but it's not us. And to recognize what's yours and what's not yours is a huge thing. And to just accept, you know what, this is Brad's, energy and that's okay and you know what it's he's really good at this this and this and this is when his energy shines and this is when I can use his energy to make myself shine and it's very much how can we lift each other up by knowing these specific things about them and so I want to talk about that Brad also doesn't have a defined spleen you are splenic authority and he has an undefined spleen so for him timing is a little bit different and not as in the moment right now. And sometimes his fears are a little bit more vague and yours are a little bit more specific just because you you feel them in a specific way because of your authority. And again, none of this is good or bad or negative or positive. It just is what it is. And Brad can use Amy's splenic authority to help him hone in onto his intuitive hits because we all get intuitive hits even if we don't have a defined spleen. So being around a defined spleen can really help you to listen to your own body and to listen to your own self and really trust what what your spleen and your uh, intuition is saying. So I think it's really cool that we learn these things about each other. My husband's chart is basically as open as mine, but he's also a generator. So there's, there's some times when I definitely feel his generator energy as well. And it's just a great way to connect with others and to say, you know what, um, you know, I noticed that maybe you need to take breaks more often than you think. So do I, so let's, let's get on that together. Or uh, maybe it's a manifesting generator and you're like, you know what, I see that you're interested in this, 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 you have your hands in a lot of pies and you shouldn't feel small because of that. You shouldn't feel like that's a bad thing. You should feel like that's your strength. That's your superpower as a manifesting generator to have your hands in a lot of different places and have a lot of different things going on. So to really be able to cheer each other on for our unique energetic abilities 
is why I am so interested in human design in the first place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think um, what it all comes down to is really um, recognizing ways that you can work on your, you can leverage your strengths and work on some, I mean, nothing's a weakness, right? But, mm -hmm. you know, so, some of your things in your life that you may not notice about yourself, but others are, you know, are seeing. Challenges, we have challenges. Challenges, and, and Challenges right. and superpowers, that's how I put it. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, a lot of it too, you say that um, the majority of people are generator. I think that's just society. And I've been learning how to be okay with rewriting some of the rules and um, not feeling like I have to do things a certain way. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think by just learning how other human design works, you're able to almost work better with others. And as a leader, as someone that's supposed to guide that five line, um, I want to be able to be the best that I can. I want to work on myself. So I know, okay, if, if I'm not, um, oh, if I'm not kind of progressing, maybe it's something that I need to change about myself. And so mm -hmm. often it's just, knowing the, you know, those other people's, you know, like my husband or my coworkers, at least their basic, um, yeah, their energy type, their profile, energy type and line. Yeah. And profile because, you know, not everyone thinks the same. And that's exactly, I think that's, what's again, back to society is everyone thinks that, you know, you have to think and do the same and it's just not the case. And, um, you're just hindering, you're just hindering yourself and others instead of learning okay how can I support them and how can we use our energies to um, work together and leverage each other and uh, it's just a simple taking the time to go in and note you know type that in even with your kids as they as they progress because as a parent it there's no one right way to parent kids are yeah. so different mm -hmm. and just knowing those little um, those little challenges versus superpowers, mm -hmm. it can be really helpful. Yeah, that's awesome. And while we're talking about living outside the box, we should mention that Amy and her husband sold their house and they are living in a beautiful RV with their two children. And if that's not living your own life, your own way, I really don't know what is. I think it's wonderful. And I love seeing all your stories of the places that you go and the education that you're giving your children that I really think is something that you can't get any other way. And I really think it's gonna be something that they're gonna cherish for their whole lives. I think it's really like, when I watch your story sometimes and I see your kids playing and like doing fun stuff in the middle of like a Wednesday or whatever, it like makes me happy because I see how happy they are and I see how free that they feel. And I see that you're showing them that there's potential everywhere that they look and wherever they decide to, whatever path they decide to go down, there's potential there to live a fulfilling life for them. And it doesn't have to look any one way. And I really wanted to speak on that because I do think that what you're doing for your kids, I know it's for your whole family, but for your kids specifically, I really think it is an amazing thing, Amy. Oh, thank you. You're Thanks. Welcome. And it, you know, it takes courage and strength and, um, you know, people, 
people want to do things like that their whole life and they let fear hold them back or judgment or judgment. You know, so many people are, I constantly get the question of, well, what are you doing about school? And that's the first thing instead of like, wow, you get to spend on all these experiences together and they get to learn these skills from their parents. Like when you slow down and think about it, I mean, I was in corporate, our kids were in daycare. You're with strangers more than you are with your family. And that just didn't sit right with me. And why do we allow that to be okay? Be willing to rewrite the rules. And my hope is that by living, um, you know, living my my design, my desire, my purpose. Um, I attract more people and inspire more people to do that too, because that's only going to just raise the vibration. I mean, it's, if, if you can't find joy, another thing you said is just by, what was it, Janelle, just by being here, you're already enough. Oh yes. Because this was mainly to do with so much expectations on ourselves. Because you're a five one, this has something a little bit to do with your profile. Because the one in your in your profile can really uh, make you that way, and it's it's really awesome that you said that you're really broadening the horizons of your kids. And who cares, people, if they're in a classroom? Who cares? They're learning their math, they're learning their science, and then they're going skiing and they're seeing animals and nature and learning how to live a life that is fulfilling for them so they're getting it all in people but they're getting like so much more it's crazy to me that anyone would question this for you and if I had children I would just be straight up jealous I'd be like oh my god look at how much fun her (laughs) kids are having (laughs) and that's just it you know I think too um allowing you know setting aside your ego you know we get these triggers and you can look at your triggers as negatives or you can look at them as positives like well why is this triggering me is it because I want to do that I want to be that then go do it Mm -hmm. stop letting your ego tell you that oh that person is this and that and coming up with all these um negatives on that person to make yourself feel better I don't know I just I think too many people out there um are you're you're holding yourselves back and life is too short And, um, you know, I just felt like we were getting more and more down this life of conformity and it didn't feel right. Like you said, that intuition, that gut splenic. Mm -hmm. And so if you are any of these lines, numbers, gates, like hopefully you take something from this and just put it to action. Yes, exactly. And this has been so wonderful. I was really excited to, to speak with you because I know that you've been taking human design and putting it into your real life. And that's really fulfilling for me to see since I introduced it to you and now you're using it and it's just it's very exciting for me so thank you for coming on thank you and I have one more question for you okay if you could be a fictional character who would you be a fictional character yeah I'll go first I'll go first while you think okay when I read this this question when I read this question the first person that popped in my head was a childhood favorite of mine I don't know if you remember Pippi Longstocking. Oh yeah, I was Pippi for Halloween once. (laughs) Me too, me too. (laughs) I, you loved her so much and I loved, I I mean, I know when you think about the story, her her father was a pirate essentially, so he was never around. And so she basically raised herself with animals and things like that. And so I think it was a TV show or a movie. It was live action. I can't remember. 
And all I remember is the scene where she's cleaning her house and she puts brushes on her feet and she like skates around her whole house and cleans the floors and there's animals around her and she's having so much fun. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, like that's what I want to be. I want to be able to do whatever I want and to live my life however I want. And as a child, that's how I, I felt. And so yes. I really always identified with Pippi. So I would yeah. be Pippi Longstocking. I like that. She's independent. She right? kind of is a... Uh wacky zany yeah, I love that totally. okay so I'm gonna go with um Moana because I feel like I kind of can relate a little bit she's a little um determined and and stubborn even though people you know tell her not to do something she knows that there's a greater reason for why she's doing something and um gosh she now that I think about it, you know, maybe she's a little bit of a five one out there trying to um, change the the greater, you know, she changed the greater scope of things, touched the mass audience. And I don't know, I just love her adventure spirit. Oh, that's so awesome. And you can tell who's the parent here because you definitely reference somebody that's very current. And I was like, <laughs> Pippi Longstocking from the 80s. <laughs> hey, I remember? am an 80s kid though. I know, so, I know, I know, but, but yeah, I, I do know who Moana is vaguely, very yeah. vaguely, but I do agree that that's a wonderful, wonderful character for you because I really do think you are reaching the masses and you're really clarifying your voice and I'm really happy for you. And I'm really glad that we have connected and stayed connected, Amy. Me too. I think as you grow in your human design, like we're, we're just, we're in similar spots in our lives where we're both um, really starting to figure out what it is that our, our superpowers are and putting them out there. And so I love seeing you grow as well. And it's all about supporting each other. You know, exactly. um, I've learned that if you want to be successful, it's serving others. So figure out what your strengths are and go let them shine. Exactly. We are over here lifting each other up. So you all do the same. Thank you so much for listening to Chatting Human Design. I will catch y'all on the flip side. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for listening to Chatting Human Design. Join me again soon. Have a fantastic day.